Welcome to the Rising Star Project. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder of Holistic Fashionista, and I'm beyond excited to introduce to you amazing lightworkers and soulpreneurs around the world who are improving the way we live, one holistic modality at a time. But like any entrepreneurial spirit, they have questions, need guidance, and desire more clarity around their higher calling, their offerings, next projects, and vulnerabilities, so they may touch those who are meant to hear their message. And that is why we are here today. What you're listening to are the business mentoring sessions I'm providing for these exceptional people, using their astrological birth chart to shine a bright light on what planets are influencing their chosen life path and which signs have the greatest influence on their work. You'll also hear what's holding them back from achieving their deepest desires, along with aha moments that remind us how incredible breakthroughs can be. Due to the nature of these sessions, I kindly ask that you share your gratitude by sharing this podcast with others. By sharing these sessions, you not only will enrich others' lives, but you will also support the work of a light worker, a kind soul who's made it their life's work to serve others from their highest self. It is my hope and intention that by experiencing their mentoring session, you will be able to answer some of your own questions around what you've been called to do and what movement you're here to lead. From productivity to self-care rituals to marketing and leadership, each session is personal in its content and inspirational as we use the stars, the moon, and the planets to unlock the hidden treasures of being holistic leaders of tomorrow. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana and I am the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica. We have another amazing guest today. She's calling in, I believe, are you calling from the UK, Ruth? I am, yes, that's right. Awesome. So we've got Ruth here. We're going to be looking at her astrological birth chart. We're going to dig into some of the questions and challenges that she's facing and see if we can get some of those answered. So welcome to the podcast, Ruth. I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, thank you. Yes, I, it's wonderful. Thank you. Awesome. So I, this is, I think this is the first time we've ever spoken. So can you give me a little bit of background about who you are and what you're up to in the world? Oh, gosh, yes. Well, yeah, I'm over in the UK. Um, work-wise or, or business-wise? Um, business-wise, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Um, and I like to call it always like story, um, kids and inner kids. Um, and my other part of my business and my main focus really is helping adults, you know, you and me, um, <laughs> to reconnect with our inner child, basically like the playful inner child, um, through sort of finding the essence of, um, what we love to do as a child, basically through like coloring and music and, um, all different ways really. And so what do you, okay, so this is so interesting. What do you do with that information? Are you helping them to discover like their life purpose or something? Yeah, it, it's, I mean, like ultimately that's, that's what it is. Um, at the sort of most basic level, it's reconnecting with something which just lights them up really. And, um, and integrating it into the day so that, you become like more productive, you get more into your flow. Um, and 
also it sort of entertains the inner child to begin with the day so that you can get on with things but then what you actually find is I mean I've certainly found this is as people um, explore it more you do begin to kind of find your purpose because I believe that um, we come into this world with that sort of the essence of, of what we've come here to do and that um, it's our inner child who knows that we know it right from the very young right. and then we forget wow. it so it's like gathering those seeds again basically. <laughs> you know it's so interesting because I feel like in the last couple months even for myself it's like thinking back when I was like in second grade um, even mm -hmm. even as young as like five, I can remember. I just like I remember at Christmas I got you know a chalkboard. I always wanted to teach. I was like made little handouts and like it was just like playing this teacher role all the time. But it wasn't until much later in life where I really took the role. It wasn't like I went and you know went to school to be a teacher, but now I am a teacher. So I'm very yeah. fascinated by your work. I hope that we can you know dig in and figure out you know, what is going to take your business to the next level. So can you share with us, you know, what are some of the challenges you'd like to focus on today? Yeah, I mean, there's a few. Um, <laughs> I think one of them is the actually almost the integration between being a storyteller for children and then the inner child work as well, because although they seem to link, um, I slightly struggle and also because the inner child work I've, I mean, I've been reading tarot since I was 14 and, you know, trying to bring that sort of thing into it. It's almost like integrating a lot of my loves and my interests and the woo-woo stuff as well. Um, I'm kind of finding a way around it. Um, there's definitely something around visibility, um, actually getting out there and having that confidence. Okay. And really kind of seeing what the next level is as well, actually. So it's quite a lot. <laughs> okay, so um, just, just so I'm clear, are you currently working with children? Is that like a, a, your job that you're currently doing? That's past my business as well. So yeah, I, okay. I go in and I do, I do storytelling with children. Um, okay. And my then, original background is as a librarian, so. <laughs> okay, okay, I love this. Okay, so then, and then you also, do you have a program currently that helps adults? embrace their inner child and become a storyteller that way not not properly yet that's that's what I um I've done little bits of and I've done videos but really kind of trying to bring it together um I think that that's what I feel is a little bit of a, a block really okay um, so then let's we'll focus on that we'll see where this kind of takes us I'm kind of just like glancing a little bit at your chart here and I am seeing that you have a Sagittarius stellium. So let's go into your chart. Let's see what we can uncover. If you, you know, if I'm talking, I'll, I'll pause here and there so you can ask questions. So if something comes up, um, let me know and then we can kind of address that then. Fantastic. Thank you. Okay. So you have a, a Sagittarius stellium. That means that um, you have one, two, three, you have four no, you have five. You have five planets in the sign of Sagittarius. So even though your sun sign, which is, you know, what everybody affiliates their, you know, astrological uh, readings towards which is on your horoscope is your sun sign. You have that in the sign of Libra, but you have so much Sagittarius that I would recommend that when you are, you know, reading your horoscope, uh, that you would read both. Read Libra and Sagittarius. It's going to be a combination of both of those. So Sagittarius is obviously much, much different than Libra in that Sagittarius is a fire sign. 
So Libra is an air sign. So fire is all about that passion. It's all that fire in the belly. You know, it's that, it's that, um, that eagerness to get to the, to get to, um, the root of things. So Sagittarius represents higher education. It represents philosophy, travel, foreign culture. Um, I think I already said philosophy. Um, it has to do with you being a teacher. <laughs> interesting enough. That's really How weird. Interesting. <laughs> so, and the thing that's interesting is it's about higher education. It's about, you know, taking the concepts of spirituality, of philosophy, of travel, of foreign affairs, all that stuff, but to the next level. So it's really going to be um, indicative of you challenging yourself to get out there and be that spiritual leader, be that person, be the face, um, show them your passion, share your story, all those things, but do it in a way that shows the teacher in you. So Sagittarius are natural teachers, and I don't want to jump too much ahead here, but you have your south node also in the sound, sa sign of Sagittarius, so that's your natural gift. So your natural gift is to be a teacher. And that natural gift will lean more towards spirituality and philosophy and really kind of unraveling kind of the, the cosmics of the, of the universe and sharing the passion for what you've discovered on your journey so far. So that's kind of like what, where Sagittarius is taking you. Now, your sun sign in the sign of Libra is completely the opposite. So Libra is, uh, is ruled. And, and by the way, Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. It's the planet of luck. So you have like a already just in this few minutes that we've been talking about this, there's a lot of fortune, a lot of good fortune that comes around with your higher calling. Okay. So the sun in the sign of Libra, Libra is ruled by Venus. This is the goddess of love, the planet of passion, the planet of law of attraction. Um, beauty, anything uh, stimulating visually to the eye, anything that appeals to any of the six senses. Um, but the thing about Libra is that she tends to focus, it's not that she is superficial, but she tends to look at the surface more than underneath the hood of the car, where like Sagittarius is like, She's fiery. She's like, I want to get to the bottom of things. I want to understand, you know, how the, the, the world works. And Libra's like, I want to get my nails done. I want to get in nature. I want to feel good. I want to get a massage. You know, she's taking mm -hmm. care of herself, but because she doesn't, it, she has a hard time digging deeper. So she, maybe she even gets a little too concerned of what things look like on the outside instead of really getting to the heart of the matter. So in, in the way that I'm doing uh, business astrology is the sun is how you see yourself. That's traditional astrology. In business, I see it as your secret sauce, which might sound a little weird because I'm basically just saying don't go underneath the hood of the car. But there's a lot of positive attributes to Libra. So when you're thinking about this program that you want to put together or we're going to start solving these problems around um, how do you take your business to the next level and kind of combine everything, Libra could very well be the secret sauce. And it'll, she'll, start to show her, um, she'll start to show her balancing scales as we go through the reading. So I just want to like kind of plant that seed that Libra is going to be something that we're going to sprinkle on everything, but it's not the thing you're going to 
um, it's not the necessarily the thing you're going to be known for. So I'll explain what that means in a minute. Any questions okay. so far? No, that's no, that's really interesting. That's really, I've been noticing Libra coming through this year, if that makes well, you know, in this last month, basically. Mm -hmm. And she uh, also, in the shadows of Libra, she has a hard time making decisions. <laughs> it's yes. kind of like commitment like oh what should because too many ideas all that air floating around in her crown chakra is just like so many ideas i don't know which one to do i'm a little overwhelmed so i'm just going to do none of them <laughs> got you i've okay. always seen myself as a typical libra so yes <laughs> okay well interesting okay so let's talk about what how people really see you so we've talked about sagittarius we talked about libra this is kind of like that core essence of you but your rising sign is how other people see you and this is really important when we're building a business because if we embody and embrace how other people see us, it's going to just take, it's going to take the hard factor out of attracting the people we're here to serve. It's kind of like, you know, give them what they want and they will come. It's not build it and they will come. Give them what they want and they will come. So it kind of has this same concept here. So your rising sign is how other people see you. You have it in the sign of cancer. So this is a water sign. This is completely different than how you might see yourself as Libra and not making decisions and all these ideas. No, no, no. None of that. She sees you. Your kismet client sees you as cancer. Cancer is the mama bear of the zodiac. She is the nurturer. She's the hostess. She wants to make sure everybody else is feeling amazing. On the flip side, she does this so well that she tends to not take care of herself. She sometimes puts herself last. So it, what happens is, is that sometimes she goes and she retreats into the crab shell where nobody can find her. So she kind of goes MIA. And because she's trying to fill her cup back up because of all of the giving that she has put out and energy that she has put out for other people. So what this tells me is that your kismet client, she sees you as a community leader, which is interesting because I just got done saying that you are for sure a spiritual teacher, but everybody sees you as a community leader, meaning that you have the capacity to bring these people to you. If you embrace that you are the mama bear of this community. Now, what you do with them once they're in the community is you teach them. Do you see? So now we're kind of seeing the, the funnel happen here. Of like you show up in the world as cancer. You draw them to you. You bring them into your community where you make them tea. <laughs> you serve <laughs> them sandwiches and you make them feel comfortable and you let them let down their guard. Cancer is really great because there's a lot of emotion in cancer. So there, there's a lot of uh, nurturing and relationships building and just talking about how you feel. So this is an opportunity for you to be a community leader to these people where they can finally, and I'll go into who your kismet client is in a moment, so you can finally give them a place for them to let down their guard. That's how they see you. It's almost like they feel safe with you to give, share that information. Only after you have, you know, truly embraced your community leadership role. Wow. Okay. Okay. So remember, we're going to sprinkle Libra throughout everything that we do. So make sure that that community 
has the essence of Venus, has the essence of love and beauty and communication and sharing ideas, you know, and helping people work through their shadows of, remember, potentially digging deeper. So we'll start to sprinkle Libra through everything. So community leader, getting people to talk about how they feel. That's the rising sign. That's going to be a big piece of your puzzle when you're exploring your personal brand. What are, gonna, what are those things that are going to draw people to you? It's going to be that cancer energy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So let's, let's jump into any questions before I move forward. Those are the three main signs in your chart for this reading. I've got one question, but I don't mm -hmm. know if it refers to now or later on, but basically I was wondering how you can be, how I could be a mama bear and have to, you know, go into my shell. Um, but how to keep that sort of balance, really? Like, I, I guess that's Libra, isn't it? Actually, I'll probably just answer my own question. No, um, no, this is a really good question. Okay, so I, let's clarify cancer for a second. So personally, when we're talking about a kismet client, not just a customer who's going to pay us, this is someone that, you know, and we'll go into the whole philosophy in a moment here, but the kismet client is someone that should actually fill your cup up. So when you feel the need to retreat back into the crab shell, what that tells me is one of two things. One, you're not working with your kismet clients because your kismet clients should help you fill your cup. Or two, you're not doing enough self-care, so you're overextending your nurturing cancer role so that, you, it, that leads you to feeling exhausted, that leads you to feeling, I need to retreat. So you need to, to figure out which one is it because you shouldn't have to go into the shell if you're working with your kismet clients and you shouldn't have to go into the shell if you are taking good care of yourself. Okay, got you. Yes, probably both. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so Saturn. We just had a Saturn return uh, December 19th, 2017. So we're just entering into Saturn's return. Saturn is the father figure of the Zodiac. So he's about discipline. He's about effort and efficiency and, you know, challenging you. Uh, so you have it in the sign of Scorpio. I actually find this to be pretty, um, a, a pretty harmonious uh, planetary aspect because Scorpio, uh, she is ruled by the planet Pluto. Pluto is this tiny little mysterious planet which represents every uh, which represents the mysteries of the world. You know, Scorpio's greatest talent is getting to the root of why things are, especially when it pertains to like psychology, or human behavior, or sex, or intimacy. Uh, anything that has to do with um, you know why we behave the way we do, and what are those triggers? So. Scorpio has basically made it her life's work to, to uncover these occult ideas. Why are they this way? What are, what are the theories behind all that stuff? So what happens is, is because you have Saturn ruling, you know, Saturn in Scorpio, Saturn's like, okay, Scorpio, you have a lot of information, like a lot, like more than probably any other sign of the Zodiac. There's a lot of information, a lot of deep information. Scorpio is known for never wanting to swim in the shallow end of the pool. 
only wants to dig in the deep stuff. So Saturn's like, okay, great. You have all this knowledge. Well, how can we monetize it? What can we do to put together, you know, even if you feel scared to go out there and talk about, you know, whatever it is, your conspiracy theories or whatever she's digging up and put it into a, an, an action plan where we can go out and we can either sell the information or um, educate people, uh, write books, things like that. So Scorpio's like, well, I, I, if you think people will listen, I'm, I'm happy to talk. You know, she's not very shy, that's for sure. Um, she, but she has a lot of wisdom that, that the majority of the population probably hasn't heard before. Does this ring true for you? Yes. Yeah. It, I think, I think it does. Um, yeah, probably the stuff I don't talk about. <laughs> right. And so, but Saturn's basically saying, if you don't start sharing it and trying to monetize it with a game plan, he'll continue to be a thorn in your side. Meaning okay. he will not show you opportunities. He will not show you um, money. He will not show you people to help you along your journey. He will be literally the, he's kind of got a bad rap that way. I will be honest. Like I'm ruled by Saturn. So I like understand his, his energy, but it's one of those things when people are like, oh, why isn't it working? Oh, why isn't it working? Saturn's like, because you're not doing this one thing. You're not honoring, in this case, your Scorpio. You're keeping it so, you're taking all that hidden information that you've, um, you know, accumulated all these years and you're hiding it. And, and Saturn's like, nope. Stop hiding it, and I will help you if you stop hiding. Got you. Okay. Yes. Okay. So now we're going to go into the north node and the south node. Okay. So these are polar opposites. So the north node represents your challenges that lead you to your destiny, and your south node represents your natural gift, which I already mentioned is in the sign of Sagittarius. So your natural ability is to be a teacher of higher education. Things that talk about philosophy and foreign affairs, things that, things that are worldly. Mm. So if you're not currently sharing you know, your wisdom around those worldly topics, or you're not teaching and sharing your spiritual wisdom in the form of teachings, you're already on a setback. So this is the first thing that needs to happen is you need to embrace the fact that you are a spiritual being with a lot of knowledge who has a philosophy. So it's different than cancer. It's different than Scorpio because Sagittarius, she doesn't take a, she doesn't take an emotional route, right? Like cancer is going to take a nurturing watery element route. Same thing with Scorpio. She's going to take that real diving deep into the waters, that more water. But Sag does a difference. Sagittarius is not, she's going to be, um, she's about empowerment and she's about theory and she's about philosophy, even coming up with your own philosophy about things, which it sounds like you're already doing that with the storytelling concept, with, you know, being embracing your inner child and all of that. So you're already kind of touching on, you know, Sagittarius's real deep desire to share that higher wisdom in the form of spiritual teacher teaching. So I'm kind of planting that seed there because 
If you're not doing that, that's the first thing that needs to be cleaned up before we go into like the challenges. So do you find that currently in your business that you are showing up as that spiritual teacher? Not as much as I would, I say as I would like, or I, or I should, I guess, really. Um, I've done some, but I do feel like, yeah, I do feel like some stuff can be a little shallow, I suppose. Um, although I, yeah, I've been studying stuff for, for years. Um, my original qualification is, is as a librarian as well. So, although that's obviously different, it's that sort of education and mm -hmm. um, I do miss it quite a lot actually. So, well, more than a lot. Um, so I can see how that would fit fit really well actually yeah and I think you know once it's like <laughs> I use this term all the time like the longer we go down the rabbit hole of learning all these things that are just mind-blowing about being a spiritual being in a human body uh, the more wisdom that we accumulate some of us when we accumulate it it's almost like not, uh, I don't want to use the word fear because not all of us are scared, but we, we don't tend to share it as much because that kind of already, um, it's not mainstream and it kind of might get us some funny looks. Mm. And, uh, but when you have your South Node in the sign of Sagittarius, it's like you're naturally gifted in this area. So to hoard it or to, um, you know, withdraw it or to, you know, not share it, it only hurts you on your spiritual development on this planet. So you, you have to share it. It's, it's a gift. It's kind of, I use this silly example, but you know, Whitney Houston came to this planet with the gift of her voice. Not everybody can, you know, even if they, you know, practice thousands and thousands of hours, they're probably never going to be able to sing like Whitney Houston. It's just a gift. So you have the gift of Sagittarius. And so if you're not using it, that's, that's one reason why um, the opportunities and uh, the things are not lining into place yet. That's the very first. Well, Scorpio is going to help you monetize it. So you might want to work with the Sagittarius and Scorpio energies together. So kind of imagine if like Sag and Scorpio went on a coffee date, what would they talk about? They would have so much to talk about. And then they would start to be in Scorpio, like, well, teach this Sagittarius. Oh, what about this Sagittarius? Oh my gosh, remember when we read that one book on this Sagittarius? Teach that. So you can really start to see how Scorpio and Sagittarius are going to become new pals. But remember, Scorpio now has a little secret agenda, because she always does, because of Saturn. Because Scorpio already went on a coffee date with, Sag with Saturn. And Saturn's like, well, I'm not going to hook you up unless you start sharing this information. So Scorpio goes and talks to Sagittarius. He's like, well, if you don't share it, then we're not going to make any money. So it's kind of like, if you don't do it, we're all kind of screwed. That's fantastic. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Okay. I think um, I um, I struggle with small talk. I always want. You know, I'm always fascinated once I get into the real. I don't know, like the nitty gritties of 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 dimensions and um, metaphysics and all that kind of stuff. And I I think, yeah, yeah. I I, I absolutely get that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you don't have like, you do have some Libra, like you have your son in Libra. Let me just double check here. You have a, your son in Libra, because I feel like Libra might be a thorn in your side. Uh, one, two, yeah, you have three planets in Libra and you have three planets in, um, in Gemini, which is also another air sign, which I'm going to talk about in a minute here. But I feel like the air signs are, um, they're kind of, they're kind of messing with your groove here because they've got a lot of wisdom and ideas and everything, but the implementation is not there. And, mm -hmm. uh, you have your moon in the sign of Gemini. So your moon is, is your feelings. This is your inner stuff, your inner world. So if we don't align how we feel like that, it's motivation. Like anytime we feel down, we're not motivated. Anytime we feel excited, we're out there serving our clients. So our, our feelings, our moon, if you will, are, are um, what's it called? Our compass. Am I on the right path? Because if I don't feel like I'm on the right path, I don't feel excited, I don't feel amazing, I'm not on the right path. So Gemini, when you have your moon in Gemini, it's an air sign. This is the, the twins. This is uh, the sign of intellect. So whenever Gemini does not feel inspired, she's not able to move forward. Mm. She's not in, so we have to, it's like... <laughs> Best way to say this is like we kind of have to keep little Gemini entertained because she gets bored. <laughs> <laughs> so if you ever find yourself, oh, I'm bored. I just need to like do something. It's just because she's not, you're not taking care of how she feels. You're not taking care of her yin and yang, right? The twins, that Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the, the masculine and feminine, the, the, the part of you that has two sides. She wants both. She wants the world. And so we need to make sure that Gemini, you know, which is the lover's card, I believe, in tarot, we've got to wait, make them fall in love, right? We've really got to keep those twins, you know, happy with the rainbow. You know, I'm thinking of the card right now, you know, with the rainbows around yeah, them. So yeah. she feels inspired. So she feels the love. She feels amazing. So we want to make sure that, as you're going on this path and you're accumulating all this knowledge and you're starting to share and you're starting to teach and really owning all this, the Libra energy and the Gemini energy, those are the two that they need, they need more discipline. Yeah. So there's going to have to be some kind of ritual or something, self-care, um, something to appease them. And it might even just be going out and socializing. It might just be just as easy as that. Getting out there and talking and socializing and meeting new people, that would appease Libra and Gemini. Okay. Yes. That's really interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So your, your, your challenge here is your North Node, which is also in the sign of Gemini. So Gemini is actually here to lead you to your destiny to this big master plan that was created before you came here of using this natural gift, being able to create a plan around it so you can monetize it and have, you know, the life that you desire to serve the people the way they, they want to be served in that community and to continue to keep Gemini, that little child who is her own worst enemy, happy inspired. So 
Gemini becomes a very important sign in your astrological birth chart because if we don't keep her on track, the whole thing is going to take longer. The whole thing is going to be like, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go, stop, go. And Gemini, honestly, all she wants to do is go. She is like that little kid that just wants to run around in the playground. She doesn't want to stop. She doesn't want to stop talking. She doesn't want to stop running. She doesn't want to stop being inspired. She doesn't want to stop. So we don't want to put up any barriers that will prevent her from truly living out this destiny. So I don't know if you, can you think of even just one thing that you feel comfortable sharing with us today of where you might be holding Gemini back? Um, I think it's, it's like a belief or a thing about feeling I have to be more adult, um, like more sensible, um, I think that's that's probably the main the main thing is that sort of not always entertaining it as much if that, if that makes sense um like i absolutely identify with what you're talking about with with gemini you know, running around and like yeah that's absolutely it i mean I, it's just so true but it is that sort of it's almost still a bit of a belief system, which I know is there. Um, is, is that the sort of thing you mean, or do you think a more, mean a more sort of physical reason? Well, I think there's a, I think, you know, just from the short time we've had tonight today, I think that you're, you've been exploring this storytelling and, you know, embracing your inner child. And I feel like it really does go back to Gemini. Mm. I think if you really spent some time researching, you know, what, who Gemini is, because Gemini is, you know, it's your challenge to keep her appeased, but it's also, and I will say this very firmly, your 12th house is in the sign of Gemini. Your 12th house is your kismet client. So you are here to serve the Gemini archetypes of the world. Right. Yes. Yes. Who want to play, who want to inspire, who want to talk, who want to intellectualize. So think about it this way. Let's kind of bring this whole thing full circle here. You've got your rising sign in the sign of cancer. That is about being a community leader. They see you as that already. So if you're not stepping into that role, they're, they're not even going to come because they're actually like waiting for you to do that so that they have a sacred place where they can play but where they can also get real because Gemini is an air sign. She does, isn't always that real. That's not her gift. That's not her natural state is to be deep. Her natural state is to be vibrant and childlike and fun and excited and, you know, playing and be in reading and in all, journalism and all these things. And so here you are creating this community where she can, where you will where she will learn about spirituality she will learn about um all the hidden things that scorpio has been digging up all these years but she's also going to have a place that also where she feels heard where she can share her innermost feelings because she probably doesn't share that with many people so it's a really interesting duality here if you will of 
showing her how to go deeper, but also letting her play like a child and having yeah. both because she needs both. Yeah. God, yeah. Yes. And so your 12th house is your karmic debt. So what happens is when you start to serve this person, like you really get clear about who Gemini is, you work through your own fears about embracing your own child and being and embracing your own intellect and all those gifts that Gemini brings to the table. You, when you serve them, you work through your karmic debt. When they are served by you, they work through some of theirs. That makes so much sense. Yeah, actually, with this, with the star signs for each part of that, I'm just, I'm just trying to still think of. I think it is. It's, it, it's that fear of embracing my inner child. I guess, I and mean, that's really deep. But it is, you know, it's and that fear of of being able to play in the world, but also. Give Gemini a playground for inner growth. Yeah. And as I think it's playground. I think that's the kind of the key <laughs> word here. It's like, he needs a playground. Yes, it's like, it's not super serious. You know, it's like you have all the knowledge, but it's going to be the delivery because you know now that you're speaking like in your sales copy and in your blog post, you're talking to the Gemini archetype. Gemini is not naturally super deep. So the way that you communicate, it needs to be lively. It needs to be fun. And, it, you know, use some metaphors like, like playground, like, acid, you know, yeah. playing tetherball. Give her some examples so that she's, it's relatable because she's, it's going to go over her head if yeah. you don't. My, my, um, my thing now is magic carpet. And my there first website years ago had playground in, in its um, oh, domain. How funny. <laughs> Like before I did any of this, like when I was selling children's books, like, How funny. you know, I know I had nothing to do with what I was doing, but I knew I wanted that in the title. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, this is something for you to sit with because Gemini is a little tricky because she's really smart. She's very well read. She's, you kind of, you can't really fool a Gemini because she's kind of the, the fool, you know, she's the one that does the fooling, if you will. So you've got to kind of, you, that's why when you create this, you know, sanctuary for her or this playground um, for inner growth and you do it in a fun way, but it's a sacred place that's done in a jovial way, she's going to, she, there's not another place that she's going to get it. She has to get it from you. And that's going to be your challenge because you have your North Node in Gemini and Gemini will lead you to your destiny. So that will be. This program that you put together is about community. It is about sprinkling that Libran energy, which is that socialness, that beauty essence that's sprinkled on everything, which will attract Gemini. But it's also a place for Scorpio and Sagittarius to kind of have their way and do those inner teachings, those deeper teachings, so that you can monetize this gift. Mm. That's fantastic. Yeah. That makes that makes so much sense. I have, I have a sort of like a, a Facebook community community, but it's very small. And I haven't known quite how to work with it, so that's that's incredible. Thank you. Perfect. Okay, so I want to make sure before we wrap up today that one, have you had a breakthrough? 
Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Beyond. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> okay, and then two, what's the plan? Because Saturn needs that plan, and I'm ruled by Saturn, so everybody's got to have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> what's the plan? Initially, I don't know if this is enough for Saturn, um, it feels like brainstorming mm -hmm. around those star signs, around around Gemini, um, but like creatively, I mean, like brainstorming and sort of getting a feel of that energy. Mm -hmm. um, practically, it feels like that balance between um, that thing around filling up my cup, so actually putting in, I guess, like time out, but also Just like really, yeah, that's not practical enough, is it? Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I think it's a plan. I think it's a start. You know, brainstorming, you know, like I said, I, the first thing I would do is just go learn all about Gemini. If you can get that, just that one nugget out, because remember, your whole business is based on you attracting your kismet client. So if we can't attract yeah. a kismet client, we have no business. So if you analyze and learn about Gemini, all of her ins and outs, her shadows, her nook and crannies, the things that light her up, those become, um, that becomes sales copy. That becomes um, the language that you can use to attract her. And then you lead her to your community. And in that community, that's when you start to develop rapport and that know, like, and trust factor. And you start to find out more of what she wants. And then you start to offer those products to her. Got you. Yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's what I'm most intrigued about is going off and reading more about Gemini so that feels that feels right she's a little tricky one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like in some ways I know her quite well because of but, yep. but in some ways not at all if that makes sense well you know what because you have that Sagittarius stellium like Sag and, and Gemini they like each other because they're both exciting but they're very <laughs> different but they're very yes. different but they, but they like each other. So use your Sag energy. Don't lose that because that's one of the things that's truly a secret sauce for you is that Sagittarius passion and fire. Mm, the teach, the teaching, isn't it? It's the, um... the teaching, just the philosophy, just getting people to dig deeper, but in a way that's not necessarily like getting them to cry on your shoulder. This is about wisdom. Okay. You know, right. that's important. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that, that distinction. Yeah. It's not water, fire. <laughs> <laughs> Don't analyze the wands. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that, 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 star, that um, card came up for me the other day. So, yes, the wands, queen of wands. Queen of wands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In fact, yesterday. So, um, yeah, okay, fire. I've got it. <laughs> awesome. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure to do this for you, Ruth. I'm so glad that you're, it sounds like you had some breakthroughs and you have a game plan. Um, I'm wishing you so much success in your business. I can't wait to follow along and, uh, and see how the progression, how it progresses. Oh, thank you. It's fantastic. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And thank you to our listeners. I hope you guys have had a breakthrough. I hope that you guys are curious about what sign rules your 12th house, because at the end of the day, 
that kismet client is truly the bread and butter of your business. She, if you, if you know her intrinsically, you know the shadows, the nook and crannies where she hides all of her stuff, you find what that stuff is and you talk about it and she's going to be like, what? How are you reading my mind? That's the power of business astrology. So thank you, Ruth. Thank you to our audience until another episode of the Rising Star Project. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista Magazine and Botanica. Signing off. Thank you, Ruth. Have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and were able to use this mentoring session to answer some of your own questions around your higher calling. If you feel called to step into a bigger role and shape mankind as we know it today, I invite you to check out the Holistic Fashionista Botanica and pick up the Rising Star Ritual Starter Kit, where you'll receive your astrological birth chart and a ritual to help you unlock all the beautiful kits that live inside your soul. You can learn more about the Holistic Fashionista Botanica at www.holisticfashionista.com. I'm Angel Quintana, the founder and business astrologer behind the Holistic Fashionista brand, and I look forward to serving you in another episode of the Rising Star Project real soon.